this episode, we're going to look at adding in action text in a Rails 6 application, and we're going to do it with syntax highlighting. So within action text, it provides us this code block. And once a code block has been inserted, we can then paste in our code that we want to have displayed. But in many cases, when displaying code, it's nice to have some kind of highlighting. And once you submit the form, it'll automatically do the syntax highlighting on the front end. So we're not going to use a Ruby gem or any kind of server side processing for the syntax highlighting, but instead we're going to do it all on the client side. So in our terminal, we'll first run the Rails action underscore text install, and this will install the migrations and necessary files that we need for action text. And because we are using Rails 6 and Webpacker, it's going to just work. We can then go ahead and run a scaffold generator. So with a Rails generate scaffold for our comments, and because we're going to be using action text for our comments, I'm not going to add any attributes, but typically you would have something like a user ID or a parent ID on the comments. And then we can go ahead and run Rails DB migrate to migrate our database. And then we can run yarn add highlight.js. And one of the nice things with the highlight.js is that we're not even going to need to create any kind of stimulus controller for it. It's just going to work. And within the app, JavaScript, packs, and in the application.js file, we could go ahead and start adding in our code here. But with the application.js file being an entry point, I don't like putting a lot of specific code in here. So instead, I'm just going to have an import highlight, and then I'll create a folder under the JavaScripts folder called highlight. And within here, we can have an index.js, which will automatically get picked up by this import. So within our index.js, we'll first import the highlight.js from highlight.js. And then we can import in some styling. And we don't need to specify an alias here, but instead, we just want to import from the highlight.js forward slash and then styles forward slash and then the name of the style that you want to import. In this case, I want the gruffbox-dark.css. And if you want to see the other ones available, you can scroll down to the node modules folder and then scroll down even more to the highlight.js and the styles. You can then see all of the different styles that come supported right out of the box. And so then we can run the hljs.configure and then we can pass in some options. And the option that I want to change is the languages and this will take in an array. And if you don't specify anything here, then it won't do any syntax highlighting. But instead, let's just add the Ruby language. Maybe we'll also add in Bash and also JavaScript. So if someone pastes in a language that does not match one of these, then it might try to pick one of them or it would just do plain text. We then add an event listener on our document with document.addEventListener. We want to listen on the TurboLinks load event. And then within the function, we could do a document.querySelectorAll. We want to select all of the pre-tags. And so if you do have other code blocks or anything like that within your application, then you may need to drill down a little bit deeper here. But in this case, I'm going to select any kind of pre-tag to do the syntax highlighting on. We can then do a for each to loop through each one of these. And we want to pass in the block. And then within this function, we can simply do hljs.highlightBlock, and then we can pass in our block. 
And then in the comment model, we could do a has rich text, and then we could pass in our attribute. And in this case, I want to use the content. And within the controller, we'll need to update the permitted parameters. And that's going to be at the bottom. And Rails does this funny thing when we don't add in any attributes when running the generator. It does a fetch, but instead, I want to do a require for our comment, and then we can permit the content. And while I'm in here, I want this to be more of a live feed, so we'll have the new comment at the bottom, and then any kind of updates or creating a new comment will simply just happen within the index feed. So in our create and in our update actions, instead of redirecting to the comment, I'm simply going to redirect to the comments path. And then in the index view of our comments, I'm going to clean this up a bit because I don't want to display this as a table. So instead of a table, I just have a div for the edit and the destroy action. And then we can create a div. And then we can create a class for a well, just so each comment is separated a bit. And then we can display our comment.content. And once that's done, we can come down and instead of giving a link to a new comment, we can simply just render the form. So that's going to render our form partial under the comments. And we can pass in our comment. And the comment, we just want to do a comment.new. And if you do have some kind of association with the users, then you could do something like a current user.comments.new if the user is signed in. But I'll just comment that out and leave it up here just for your own reference. Next, we need to go into our form partial for the comments. And then we can simply just do a form.rich underscore text underscore area for our content. Once we save that, we can come into our view and then we can create a code block. We can paste in some code and then create the comment and it does the syntax highlighting. However, this doesn't look too good. And it's definitely not the dark background that we would expect from the Gruvbox dark theme. So under our app asset style sheets, we can open up the action text style sheet that was generated. And at the bottom, we can add in a pre.hljs and we can give this a background color. Let's do the background 282828. And also if you notice that our tricks editor wasn't that high. So we could do a tricks editor and it's not a class or anything. It's an actual element. And then we could do a min dash height and we can make this 250 pixels or whatever would be appropriate for your application. Coming back and refreshing now, we now have some proper syntax highlighting. And if we inspect the elements, you can see that we have our well class. We also have the tricks content. And then in the pre-class that was added in from the code block, it initialized the HLJS, but it made it a JavaScript. And that's because it tried to find a relevant style, but it couldn't. So this might need to be something that you tinker around with. But in our case, if we add a ERB to our list of supported languages, and if we refresh, you'll see that it picked up the ERB syntax instead, and then it's displaying it appropriately. One of the nice things about Rails, and it just shows how everything works so seamlessly together, if we edit this, and if we update our block and update the comment, then the syntax highlighting will just automatically work, and that's thanks to Turbolink kicking in and updating the content. And one suggestion that I would have when importing in the highlight.js like this 
is that importing it in from here, it's going to load in every single language. So even though we're only configuring to use a few different ones, it's going to load in over a hundred different languages. And while that may not be a big deal in a small application, if you have a lot of other JavaScripts that are doing a lot of other stuff, then it could slow down the browser. But if you're not going to use that, I'll leave this up here. And instead, you can import in from the highlight.js forward slash lib forward slash, and then we can specify highlight. And so by default, if we go and look under the node modules, on the package JSON for the highlight.js, its main script is the lib folder and then the index.js. So if we go under the lib and then the index.js, we can see where it's requiring everything and then it's registering and requiring all of the different languages. And so that could definitely add some overhead to our application. So instead, I'm only interested in importing in the four different libraries that we want to use. And so we're not gonna be able to simply just take this, copy it, and then paste it into our application. But we will look at a couple of different ways that we're able to do this. Because this require, it's relative to the highlight.js directory. So instead, we need to copy the preceding folder path and then paste it in there like that. And then we could do the same for the bash and JavaScript. But once that's done, we can go ahead and save, come back and refresh, and everything still works. And so I'll leave this commented out, and then I'll paste it down here as well. And we'll take each one of these, and then we can do an import, and then we'll import from those locations. And then we need to specify an alias, so we'll import Ruby, ERB, Bash, and JavaScript from each one of these locations. When we then go to register the language, we simply just reference our alias from the line above. And so I don't think that there is a real difference between the two, because if we come back to our Rails application and refresh, then it just still works. However, you may prefer the single line option versus the two line option. Well, that's all for this episode. Thanks for watching.